We are incredible, incredible, incredible beings, and there is beauty inside each and every single one of us. Ultimately, human potential is infinite, and this mindset stuff, people have no idea what we can actually achieve. We are in control of our minds. It all began in 2017 when um, my luxury residential development company in London was put into liquidation by my investors. My whole kind of world got pulled from under me, you know, it was a bit of a, a rug pulling, if you like. They then, in doing so, in turn made me personally bankrupt. Fuel your dreams, ignite your inspiration. Join us and feel at home here at Fearless Inspiration. Yeah, I was basically depressed, obese, unhealthy, unwell when this all sort of arose. But most recently, I've started training to swim the Gibraltar Straits, which is one of the Ocean Sevens challenges. The way to inspire people is to kind of basically lead from the front, have people kind of be inspired and perhaps change their habits and do things differently through you as a beacon of inspiration. You understand that our purpose on this earth is much greater than ourselves. Our purpose on this earth is much greater than the people within an arm's reach of ourselves, you know? Our purpose on this earth is to renew the blessings of Mother Nature and ensure that this is a wonderful, incredible, beautiful planet for us all to live on. And today's guest is Gavin Scott, impact leader, speaker, host of the Stay Outstanding podcast, and helping to rid the world's oceans of plastic waste. Where are you calling from today? Channeling in from Spain, from the south of Spain. Brilliant. Right, I've got a little bit on your background in a moment, but first of all, just to get straight to the inspiration, who is your biggest inspiration and why? Good question. Personally, I would say my dad, because he has been able to raise a family and give them everything that he possibly could. and. He's always trying to show me the right way to live and be a better person. So that's definitely inspiring. Brilliant. And on a sort of global business level, I'd say somebody like David Katz of the Plastic Bank. The okay. Plastic Bank are basically trying to enrich and empower impoverished nations or areas globally. And so what they're doing is they're saying to these people, you bring us plastic and we'll reward you with crypto. Oh. So it's technology-based social impact and empowerment, which is, I guess, right up my street. I think it's really a great business, a great story, a great strategy and structure, and it's obviously got social impact there as well. So that maybe leads into, can you tell me something that's a passion, something you're both good at and love doing that just drips out of you? I've always been a good swimmer, but never a distance swimmer. So, you know, swimming 100 meters in competitions as a young kid was never a problem. And I love being in the water. But most recently, I've started training to swim the Gibraltar Straits, which is Whoa. one of the Ocean Sevens challenges. That's one of the top seven ocean open water challenges. And the reason I'm doing that is because I want to raise awareness about plastic pollution, waste, and eco-marine system devastation and so yeah i just i spent a lot of time swimming you know i went from day one doing 100 meters and day two doing 100 meters and 
week two doing 400 meters and most recently back end of august before injury i got up to eight kilometers in the sea amazing Straits of gibraltar is about a 16 and a half kilometer swim which equates to about a four and a half five hour swim now to go from a short distance swimmer to effectively a marathon endurance swimmer i've had to take on a coach and i've had to learn all new technique a new way of swimming and when you start breaking your personal bests, when you start getting beyond boundaries you didn't think were possible, it is inspiring. And, you know, there are days where I think swimming is great, but how can we make an impact? And yes. I'll spend hours thinking about it because, you know, the way to inspire people is to kind of basically lead from the front, do it yourself and, you know, not have people follow you like lemmings. That's not the point, but, you know, have people kind of be inspired and perhaps change their habits and do things differently through you as a beacon of inspiration, if you like. So uh, one of the things that I recently came up with last week was collecting some plastic bottles from the recycling bin. And uh, I'm going to wait until I've got enough of them. And I'm going to tie them all together and I'm going to go to the closest city or most populated area. And I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but wear some kind of a banner or, or t-shirt or something that says, if your waste followed you, would you keep adding to it? And really that idea, that visualization, being able to put that into somebody's mind and right in front of their eyes really I hope would kind of make them ask that question to themselves. And I'm kind of hoping most people would say, no, I wouldn't want my trash to follow me. You know, at least that's the idea behind that. So yeah, I'm just trying to make an impact and I'm really passionate about it. You know, plastic is not a very nice product. It's very ugly and it's poison, basically. It's in our, in our natural environments and it's in our food sources now. And, you know, it's just not a good thing. You know, people have said to me, I'd like to cure cancer. Well, I guarantee you, if you read the world of plastic, cancer rates would drop because of that. I don't know what the percentages would be, but, you know, plastic pollution does have a dark side. And the biggest trouble we've got is out of sight, out of mind. Yes. It's that thing that it's not my problem to deal with. I only use a little bit. I put it in the recycling bin and the council deal with it. All of those sorts of questions. So it's really about trying to create provocative ideas, visualizations, content that are going to stir those thoughts up in people's minds and ask the question and hopefully, you know, change their habits. Yeah, because I saw that you want to create an impact so great that it's going to change the world forever changing one mindset at a time and i can see this new idea you've got you know is gonna fit in with that perfectly and if you don't mind me mentioning i, I believe you were when you started with the swimming you weren't that fit <laughs> so that was an even bigger change yeah i mean it's quite interesting you know i'm quite a tall guy big boned whatever uh, i could never possibly sort of be slim as the sort of model fashion sense but uh yeah i was basically depressed obese unhealthy unwell when this all sort of arose and i've become fit and healthier and it's an ever going kind of i wouldn't say battle that's not the right word it's up to us to choose the life that we want to live and 
you can't make health and wellness gains overnight. You can't go and have one treatment and heal all the bad stuff that you've done to your body over the years. So it's really about being patient and improving one decision at a time. Now, that comes back again to mindset. So I think, yeah, as I said, I'm no slim gym at the moment, but I'm definitely healthier. I'm definitely happier. And it wasn't easy. It was never going to be easy to change the habit of a lifetime. You know, I, in various decades of my life, if you like, went from fat to thin and thin to fat. And it's kind of trying to stop that boom bust cycle, that kind of elastic band kind of behavior. And one of the reasons why this journey is all about mindset is because I've just learned so much through my own introspective work you know like every single day there is a time that i'm learning about what i'm doing and the the ego will say to me do this and sometimes i'll succumb to it and do it and other times i won't but it's then you know up to the individual how far they want to go with it and see where the ego initially arose that idea from and see if you can you know kind of go back and find the seedling and stop it from sprouting, as it were, you know? So there's no easy way to become fit. There's no easy way to create wellness in your mind and have a healthy body. It is a journey, but it is also one that I am completely inspired by because when I wake up with more energy and I'm lighter on my feet and I'm happier in my being and people are like, hey, man, you're so happy today. What's happened? And I'm just like, you know, I'm just going about my business. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah, it's nice to have that. So I think we all get inspired by better results, no matter in what area of life they come. And it's just down to the individual as to what level they want to go to with those results. Because ultimately, human potential is infinite. And, you know, this mindset stuff, people have no idea what we can actually achieve. We are in control of our minds. And yeah, it's just such a fascinating journey. And your new podcast, Stay Outstanding, the tagline is, it's all about mindset. So you're obviously, yeah, I can see you really, you really got a big thing about mindset, haven't you? I do. And rightly so. It's interesting. You know, I went to some of these seminars and webinars and stuff over the last few years. and. One of the quotes that I really like is to stand guardian at the doors of your mind. And most people probably hear that and be like, what does that even mean? You know, who's going to stand guardian? How do they stand guardian inside my head to my mind and all this kind of stuff? You know, they think too literally or laterally. But it is about stopping yourself in the moment and saying, did I actually say that? Or did my previous upload computer program systemic belief tradition whatever it is say that and once you can begin to hear that it's possibly somebody else saying that or something from your past saying that or habits saying that you can then decide to say well actually i don't want to do that or i don't want to say that or i don't mean that and then you can control what you actually do and that's when things really get interesting and we can really change everything around us. Thank you for that insight. Don't worry, 
I've made notes of today's top 10 hits of inspiration. Hang on to the end to hear the summary. And just before we move off the plastic thing, because I'm not an expert on what is going on in the removal of plastics and trying to make things better, but if there's a listener that is really keen on you know, reducing plastics, is there any movements or things that they should look up that are doing great things in that space? But you mentioned the one gentleman, maybe if UK-based or in the US, where they should look? Well, it's quite a difficult thing because what we see at the moment in the plastic cleanup world is that it's so micro-populated. You know, we're only being able to get into little areas and, you know, how much we can do is how many little areas we can get into. I would say would be a better thing is if there is no community around you that's, you know, actively trying to reduce plastic use is create your own community, you know, like... uh, have a meet up over a coffee or a juice or something and you know try and inspire others to kind of come together with you so that you're not on your own working towards this goal because it's much more powerful to have people working with you whereby you can kind of just begin to create a bit of momentum you know it's that that snowball theory you start with yourself at the top of the mountain kind of putting a little snowball together and then somebody else comes along for a coffee and you begin to sort of push it towards the edge of the mountain and you know more and more people come and it starts rolling down and before you know it you've got momentum and changes are happening so i would say focus on getting rid of plastic bottles even the bpa stuff just because it's visual people identify with it so change to stainless steel or glass receptacles in your fridge at home. Don't buy fruits that are packaged in plastic. You know, try and get to your local farmers and buy straight from the source, therefore not encouraging huge uh, pollutions into the oceans for transport or into the air environment. And, um, you know, just basically try to get that snowball going and create momentum. Yeah, I like that snowball idea. Yeah, it puts a nice visual to it. So I'm going to give a tiny bit more on your background, if I may. So you had 20 years in land and real estate where you had a $60 million turnover company and then you were offering consulting to ultra high net worth families in that area. And then you've made this pivot more into media and a motivational leader, speaker, and your podcast, and your mission now with the plastic waste. But in that earlier career, I'm guessing that, you know, you were very successful in that. What inspired you, anything throughout that journey? So as a kid, I always knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I started doing car boot sales when I was seven or eight, you know, obviously I was down there with the parents at first, and then with the brothers. And I just loved interacting with people and haggling and negotiating. And then, you know, kind of went to markets. I did Saturday and Sunday markets on airfields across the UK. And so basically what spurred me on was one, this burning desire to succeed. You know, I knew I had this ability, you know, this deep embedded passion inside of me to succeed as an entrepreneur. I think, you know, until you've made it, people are always against you. And so the more people are against you, the more I'm like, okay, this gives me fuel. Let's keep going. Right. And also, you know, 
my dad and my mom and my family like i just wanted to make them proud and be able to stand on my own two feet as a responsible you know caring individual and i would say that's that's where it came from my family have been in property so it was just kind of something that i f- i wouldn't say i fell into it but i chose to go into a slightly different element from them in terms of development because it was a bit more creative than the consultancy side therefore sort of satisfying my creative desires or ability and yeah basically you know then you get into sort of the companies that you worked for and it's well hang on a sec i can be better i can do better this is what i can do for you now when you go into a corporate organization with that kind of mentality people are like you know this guy's going to get my job one day like it's not a collaboration environment it's very competitive yes and I'm a competitive guy. You know, you put me on the the sports arena or the sports floor and I will not stop at anything until uh, I've conquered it. And there was an instance recently. This was quite a funny moment. I was told that the tennis club were going to have a club tournament. So yes. I was just getting back into tennis cuz I'd taken a few weeks out from swimming cuz one of the muscles in my back had gone. And I was, you know, all enthused about this tournament and I turned up and I you know there I was like slamming down 120 mile an hour serves and running around and hitting wow. volleys and all this kind of stuff and it didn't really occur to me until afterwards the other people were just there to participate and enjoy the day but you know they probably looked at me as some kind of possessed <laughs> person just with this will to win and you know take no prisoners and I didn't and you know sometimes it can get the better of you if you if you allowed it to lead you in that way but that's just part of my nature i'm i'm competitive yeah that's fine yeah thank you for that and then there's a gigantic transition then from that life and then to move to spain and change into the the new focus now maybe you've mentioned already but what actually made that because that's a gigantic change was the kind of a, an overnight thing or did something change your pivot there Yeah so I wouldn't say it was an overnight change it was I guess kind of uh destiny kind of uh you know slowly nudging me towards a different path but it all began in 2017 when um my luxury residential development company in London was put into liquidation by my investors and this is quite a strange scenario because normally investors are invested into the company and they want to see the company do well these investors had invested into the real estate projects and therefore weren't invested in the company and georgie osborne had made some new tax regulations which basically meant that i couldn't make sales okay just because of the new cut off lines and amount of tax that people going to have to pay and my investors you know saw it as a great opportunity to basically put the companies under and take the parent company holdings which was a very large sum of money indeed that I had personally created and made from the other real estate projects up until that moment in time so wow. my whole kind of world got pulled from under me you know as a bit of a, a rug pulling if you like and you know they then in doing so in turn made me personally bankrupt so you go from this very successful kind of young figure that's you know gone far in a short space of time to somebody that's had the rug pulled from under them and i just kind of lost my way a little bit you know i went and took a sabbatical went traveling around southeast asia did a yoga teacher training course in costa rica and then i was out 
in Malaysia working as a consultant in a real estate business and lockdown hit. And, you know, when lockdown hit, it was all about, I can't impact the outside world. We're locked in, you know, so what can I impact? And it was like, well, if you can't impact the outside world, let's impact internally, you know, so that when we aren't in lockdown, we can perhaps impact the, the world in a greater way. And so, yeah, I just started this journey of uh, self-discovery, searching for, you know, who I was, what I wanted to do, what values I have, what characteristics could help, what my passion was. You know, I'd lost my passion if I had it. And it was just a, a real introspective journey. And that was basically the awakening. You know, I became somebody who reacted to somebody that acted. And it's only when you become conscious of your true essence or your real being that you can actually say, okay, well, hang on a second. What can I offer to the world? Because, you know, in my real estate life, whilst I was kind of happy and, you know, doing good things for families, let's say buying those homes and stuff like that, what was I really contributing to society? I was more often than not taken, you know, it was all about me, basically. It was about improving my life. It was about, you know, having a better bank balance, if you like, so I could feed a family and give them the best education and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't about what can I contribute? What's my value? How can we create a better environment for everybody to live? You know, this is people don't realize because they're so sort of caught up in the system in the matrix you know they get up and go to work and got to do this for the kids and go home and have dinner and go to bed and do it all again tomorrow you know and they don't realize that they're in control kind of because they're not really basically they're just on the wheel the rat race will or the systemic matrix whatever however you can sort of you know see it or visualize it or understand it but basically when you become conscious and awoken and effectively a being of light, you understand that our purpose on this earth is much greater than ourselves. Our purpose on this earth is much greater than the people within an arm's reach of ourselves. You know, our purpose yes. on this earth is to renew the blessings of mother nature and ensure that this is a wonderful, incredible, beautiful planet for us all to live on you know but not just for today or tomorrow but next month next year next decade next millennia and so forth yeah that's super super inspiring thank you for sharing that deep deep journey you know painful jolts you've been had to go through so thank you i love inspiring events that somehow spontaneously bring people together and kind of just dissolve barriers is there any inspiring event you can recall in that kind of area that you've ever witnessed I mean, you know, my own personal awakening or awareness that I wasn't conscious was through some of these uh, personal development guys and uh, public speakers and stuff like that. And, you know, even in lockdown, we were all able to come together. In some instances, there were hundreds of us or thousands of us. And when you're able to connect with people like that, like-minded people, you know, you can really begin to make a difference. And I think probably in person, the most recent example I could give you is just, you know, finding somebody or some organization. So there's an organization on the coast here called Mimona, which stands in Hawaiian for my ocean. 
And they're trying to educate young kids at school about what's going on with the plastic pollution in the seas. And I went along to one of their ocean cleanups and, you know, just getting involved, basically, you know, digging up bits of plastic in between rocks, taking it out of the sea, picking up cigarette butts and, you know, whatever it was that, you know, we've collectively placed there before that shouldn't be there or isn't naturally there and join with other people to do that. Yeah, it was very inspiring. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for that. And for people who have got low self-belief and forgotten how amazing they are, how to wave their flag, anything you can say to help those guys? One interesting question. (laughs) I mean, what I would say first and foremost is that as human beings, we are incredible, incredible, incredible beings. And there is beauty inside each and every single one of us. And I don't know what started that level of confidence or disbelief or whatever it is, but go back to that moment and realize that it's you that's been saying negative things to yourself since that moment. Because before that moment, whatever that moment was, I guarantee you, you were not saying that to yourself beforehand. There were no negative contributions towards, you know, what you were doing. It was, you were just in your flow. And I think that really is probably the biggest piece of advice I could give. No, thank you. So basically, whatever it was, on some level, it was probably an inside job. Yeah, like that. I mean, if we want to refer it to my situation, for instance, with my company going into liquidation and bankruptcy, you know, I was, if you like, flying high, I was successful. And then I had this rug pulled out from under me. And, you know, it's natural. Oh, I failed. Oh, I wasn't successful. Oh, in the eyes of everyone, I didn't succeed. And I told myself that I did. It's natural. But it took me a while. I recognized the programming that I had created in my brain. And eventually what you do is you create a pattern so that every time you think about success is, I'm a failure, I didn't succeed. And when you say, I'm a failure, I didn't succeed, it means you can't succeed. And then you embed this mentality in your mind. And once you've started down that road, you can't just click out of it. You've got to do the work and slowly build the building blocks of confidence again. And so awareness, that's why I say go back to the point where things changed for you, because that's where you're going to become aware of this subconscious programming that you yourself put in. Wow. Thank you. That's really cool. And now it's time for Quickfire Inspiration. What is your most inspiring film? (laughs) That's a good question. The Secret of My Success. Okay, look that one up. Your most inspiring aspect of nature? Sitting still with it. So going to the woods and sitting down and just being in awe of its beauty. Your most inspiring aspect of design or style? Creation. The moment it was created. There's a journey of story to everything. So the, the story itself of the design. Brilliant. Your most inspiring song you'd sing before you go out? There's so many, so many inspiring songs. Oh my days, you're really catching me off guard here. I can't even remember the name of it. But there's this uh, song where the songwriter starts, I'm not this body, I'm not this mind, I'm consciousness divine. I'm consciousness divine. That's the name of the song. No, the song is, I'll tell you in a second. It's, it's not Seal, is it? No, it's, it's not a well-known songwriter. It is, 
a song by a chap called Jan Eric Strom, and it's called I'm Not This Body. Okay, thank you for that. It's a very inspiring, profound song. And the last quick fire inspiration, your most inspiring aspect of travel? You know, with this whole eco stuff, I'm trying to lower my emissions, I should say, but basically, I just love the idea, well, the feeling of adventure and exploration. Yes. In every sense. You mentioned Costa Rica earlier, where I'm now becoming aware there's lots of great environmental and spiritual stuff going on. And I mean, so that's really moved up my list of places I'd like to visit one day. But did you find it a good place when you went? Well, I've had a great relationship with Costa Rica over the years. I first went there after school to do a language exchange program. That was back in 98. And the Costa Rica there is now compared to the Costa Rica back then is a very different Costa Rica, but it's still just the most incredible, beautiful place. So I would highly recommend going there and experiencing it for yourself. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Now, closing few questions. What is most right in the world? In which sense? Any. So I would say the beginning. And what I mean by that is, I guess, birth, because none of us would be here without that, not even the birth of the planet itself and Mother Nature. So that's the thing that's most right. Brilliant. Thank you. And what is the next book on your reading list? It's a good question, actually. I'm currently reading this book called The Universe in Your Hand that was gifted to me for my birthday. It's written by Christoph Galfard, and it's a so far delightful read. I'm only a chapter in. And then I'm moving on to Breath by James Nestor, which I okay. think is going to be absolutely fascinating because I know that through breath work, we can achieve so much. You know, there's people like... Um, Wim Hof that have really brought the idea of breath being important to the public eye. And beyond that, to be honest, there's so many others. Like I'm, to be honest, I'm not really a reader, so I was gifted these for my birthday, which is great. <laughs> and thank you to all those people that showered me with lovely gifts and love and support. But I'm more of an audible kind of guy, so I just consume on audible. I just listen. And, you know, I'm going out on a walk or I'm going cycling or I'm going to do my swim practice, whatever it is, and I just consume. So, yeah, there's so much wisdom out there, and it's up to us to seek it out, really. And, yeah, if you've got problems understanding it or uh, whatever, find somebody that does. I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot out of that. Uh, I do it most days, so thanks for mentioning that. Brilliant. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Well, the power of Google will probably just find Stay Outstanding, but we're on Facebook. There's a Stay Outstanding page. There's a group, Stay Outstanding Tribe, which you can join and meet other members in our community. Stay Outstanding Podcast on Instagram. Stay Outstanding Podcast on TikTok and YouTube. Or you can email us, stayoutstandingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for that wealth of growth and inspiration today. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you for hosting and inviting me here. It's been a real insight meeting you and I'm just grateful for your journey. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Here are my top 10 hits of inspiration from Gavin today. One, get inspired by organisations that are helping impoverished communities in ecologically based initiatives, superpowered by crypto. Two, get inspired by Gavin's dedication to go from less than fit 
to being able to swim the Gibraltar Straits for his mission of bringing awareness to the damage done by plastics and ocean degradation. Three, inspire others by leading from the front, by you being a beacon of inspiration. For example, create your own community on your topic. Start and create a snowball of momentum. Four, consider your waste. If it followed you around, would you keep adding to it? Consider your plastic footprint. Five, be patient with your health and wellness gains, improving one decision at a time. It might not be easy to change the habits of a lifetime. Six, get inspired by the opportunity to go back and find the seedling of some of your unhealthy habits so that you can stop them from sprouting. You might just wake up with more energy, be lighter on your feet and happier in your body. Seven, get inspired by the infinite nature of human potential. Many people have no idea of what we can actually achieve. Stand guardian to the doors of your mind. Ask in the moment, did I say that? Or was it one of my systematic patterns of belief? Possibly something from my past. We're all incredible, incredible, incredible human beings. And there is beauty inside every one of us. Realize that it's only yourself that has created any negativity inside of you. Eight, maybe use the fact that some people may not want you to succeed as few to succeed. Nine, get inspired how Gavin saw it as an opportunity when the rug was pulled from under his feet and how he took a sabbatical and then managed to find his purpose, passion, values and who he was. Ten, get inspired by the opportunity to renew the blessings of Mother Nature and ensure that this is a wonderful planet for us all to live on. Eleven, get inspired by just joining up with a group with a similar interest. And finally, number twelve, get inspired by breathwork and the different modalities of this you can try. Thanks for joining us today. We do have some extra content which will be available in our group when that's launched shortly. Thanks for continuing to follow us on this growing journey of inspiration and inclusion. I really appreciate your company. Go leave us a review on iTunes if you feel some inspiration from today. And of course, I'd love you to share us. If you want to get in touch, our email address is in the show notes together with links from today's episode. Watch out for next week's episode, where we'll be speaking to Keith Corbett, Master Healer, author of The Heart Manifesto and founder of the Academy for Empowerment, a resource for awakening entrepreneurs. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next week for another boost of inspiration. Thanks to Ben Sound for the music.